0: So my friends, our gospel um, concludes, you know, we have this story of the Pharisee and the tax collector, and I'm sure we've heard it a number of times, but like, okay, one of them went home justified, the other one did not Like, if we um, take up that mantle of the Pharisee, and uh, if, you know, what does the Pharisee do? Uh, What's what's wrong with the Pharisee? The Pharisee um, speaks the prayer to himself, we hear. This is an interesting detail, right? Who is he praying to? The Pharisee took up his position because as, you know, a cleric of the time or whatever, uh, he had a special spot in the temple. He said, you know, he spoke this prayer, Our Lord says, to himself. The prayer of the Pharisee is about him. He's doing this for him. His prayer is about him. I thank you. Like, look, God, I thank you. I'm not like the rest of humanity, right? I'm not greedy and dishonest. and what he? he's, he's reading off his curriculum vitae. He's basically bragging to God, and he's not really talking to God. He's talking to himself, um, or even like this tax collector, right? And now that's a problem, um, that he is not just comparing himself to how great he is, but he's even pointing out other people in the temple in his prayer and saying, to that person, and that person... Right. Um, No, just leave them alone, dude. Um, You know, and look, he probably he probably this is probably a true statement about him. Right. He's not greedy or dishonest or adulterous. He fasts twice a week. He pays tithes on tithes on his whole income. Um, But the prayer was spoken to himself. And guess what? When he went home, nothing changed. He did not go home justified, we hear. He was not put in right relationship with God. Uh, He was not, it it was a waste of time, right? And, And I've said this before with regard to other things, but if we leave church exactly the way we walk in, it's a waste of time, right? If we're not justified, if we are not in a better relationship with God for having worshiped him in the Holy Sacrifice of Mass, if we're not objectively holier through the reception of Holy Communion, but also subjective holier, holier, subjectively holier in this encounter with the living God. The Pharisee went home exactly like he came, not justified. And that's it's a waste. It's, it's a failure, right? What's supposed to happen when you go home from church? You're supposed to be justified. You're supposed to be in right relationship with God. It is our weekly obligatory kind of putting ourselves back in right relationship with God, even on a dark, rainy October morning. Um, But we have to do it. And the way the Pharisee was about him. For the Pharisee, it's all about him. This is his thing. And it doesn't work. Uh, There is, you know, it's a reality, uh, and it's for all of us who are here on Sundays, to take a regular examination of conscience, um, about becoming and falling to the trap of being the church people, that this is our church, and that we know the rules, we know the way, uh, and that this is a danger, because it then becomes about us, and it could be like, yeah, I've got my pew, my seat, don't sit in it, like, you know, if you're in my seat, I'm going to give you that look, or if you don't act the right, or if you're, you know, uh, don't sit, stand, kneel. You don't know the On You Stay in the Sanctus today. No one's going to know them except the people who come to daily mass, and even they're probably still having a tough time with it. You know, but you're out of place. You're not singing right. You don't know to take a book when you walk in, right? We're going to judge you for that. It can be a, such a thing that this church can become our club. Uh, and priests are, are, you know, way more susceptible to this usually than anyone else because uh, it's like, yeah, we're running a tight ship here. And if you're not on board, Get off, right? And no, no, this is not what church is about. It's not a club. Uh, it is uh, the place where we come to be justified. And so we have to be very aware of that. The tax collectors stood at the back. Um, tax collectors stood off in a distance. You know, again, a lot of priests make fun of the people that sit in the back, you know, There's always room up here in the front. Um, but no, fine, you want to be in the back of the church. Go for it. Who cares? As long as you're there, you want to be back behind those glass doors, whatever. Um, it's fine. And he raises eyes to God, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. Oh God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Oh, he wouldn't even raise his eyes to heaven. I'm sorry. I uh, was looking down, beating his breast. Oh Lord, we do this in the confidere, you know, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. I'm a sinner. We all start. Actually, we all start mass the same way. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned. You know, not that so and so has greatly sinned. No, no. I have greatly sinned. I am a sinner. I sin. And then I beat my breast three times through my fault. Through my fault. Through my most grievous fault. Me. I am a sinner. It's the one thing we all have in common here. We're all sinners. Okay. And so, um, in a particular way, the Synod for the Archdiocese of Hartford is going on right now. Uh, the theme, grow and go. Also, disrupt the decline is a phrase that's been used by the Archbishop that's kind of being taken by, as a motto, right? Our churches are declining. We need to disrupt the decline, not just manage the decline. Right? If we're managing the decline of the Catholic Church in Connecticut, that's not going to work. That's not our job. Rather, we have to disrupt the decline by preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. We have to disrupt the decline by doing things maybe a little different than we've always done them. We have to disrupt the decline that this is not just a club that we belong to, but rather that it is uh, where all sinners can come and find the mercy and the love of Almighty God. Uh, We're doing this in a very particular way at St. Francis, um, which I'm tremendously proud of, but it's something we need to continue to work on. As more and more people come into our church, okay, they may not know the way that we do things. Rather than uh, judging them or just looking at them, um, we should help them, right? You didn't grab a book on the way into Mass. No problem. Here you go. You can take mine. I'll go get another one. You don't know where the bathrooms are because they're really not well marked and they're not easy to get to. No problem. Let me show you. I'll take you there. Um, crying babies. I love crying babies, right? Ideally, we should do what we can to get them to stop crying. But, um, but crying babies are great, right? And I, I had a friend tell me who goes to Mass at a different church that just the looks of scorn they get when this little kid starts crying in Mass. No! Babies in Mass is great. It means we have a future, right? No babies, no future. And so crying babies are great. And it's wonderful, and I would hope that here, as we are disrupting the decline, uh, that parents with crying babies and squirming toddlers and all that are always most welcomed and encouraged. Instead of glares and looks, uh, we give them smiles and encourage, a helping hand, even, even better. Can I help you with any, Is there anything I can help you with to offer that welcoming community? People who come in who, who aren't even Catholic have no idea what to do in a Catholic church. How can I help you? Come sit with me. You know, I'll show you right along. Everything like that. Okay, maybe you don't dress like everyone else. You don't look like everyone else. You don't act like everyone else. No problem. It's a Catholic church. All are welcome. Uh, We're all sinners. All you got to do to get in those doors, you got to be a sinner, right? And so everyone I've ever met is a sinner. So they're all welcome. Uh, Me too, as a sinner and welcome within these doors. The Pharisee spoke the prayer to himself. His church became his club. It was about him. It was his way of doing things. And anyone that didn't fit into that mold got judged and dismissed. And he went home and nothing changed. The tax collector, recognizing his own sinfulness, crying out to Almighty God, and now being in a community that we are, a community that we recognize, that we share a common sinfulness. And so we need to, together, Seek the mercy of Almighty God, O God. Be merciful to me, a sinner. That is the game plan for going home justified. That's the game plan for going home in that right relationship with Almighty God. That we, when we come into church, humble ourselves. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, but whoever humbles himself will be exalted. That we humble ourselves in welcoming uh, everyone and anyone who comes in those doors. We welcome them with love, with mercy, recognizing that we, to ourselves, need the mercy of Almighty God. So we ask our Lord to help us today to be merciful, to to excel in mercy, to welcome everyone here into our parish community, so that all of us who share in a common sinfulness may be redeemed by the saving grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.